0: Now, he's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Hi and welcome on in. It's me, Rebecca Allen. And I am a career success coach for corporate women who are looking to get promoted this year. And if that's you, I'm super duper excited that you're here with me today. Um, And, you know, some people at the moment are looking for new roles. And I really, really want to urge you to... Um, do the homework and really think about each and every interview that you're doing and really setting yourself up for success each time and one of the best ways that you can do that is to have some questions up your sleeve and I don't mean just any old questions I mean some really interesting smart questions that you can be asking the interviewer so that you can sort of set yourself apart from your competition And you can also just come across as a totally unique candidate. And that's the important thing. We want to stand out. We want to be remembered for the kind of questions that we're asking and for the kind of value that we're adding to our interview. It's a two-way street, any interview. And it's not just about, you know, you answering the questions they're asking you. It's also about you being um, considerate and thinking about what it is that you need to display, what it is you need to ask to be seen as a great fit for the company, both, you know, it's a two way street, like I say. So I think it's important we can use questions and interviews to actually find out an awful lot about the organization. Of course, it could be a hiring manager who you're interviewing with from the organization rather than a recruiter. And you can find out a lot about the organization, its vision, its culture, its leadership, which I think is really, really important. So it gives you an opportunity to see if you're a good fit. For them and if they are a good fit for you. And I think one of the most fabulous ways you can do that is by asking lots of smart questions. Now, I think in this phase where you ask questions, I don't want you to think of it as the dessert. It's the last thing that kind of happens as a throw it in at the end for a couple of minutes. I want you to think really deeply about the kinds of questions you want to ask and make it really absolutely part of the interview not just this kind of throwaway thing at the end it needs to be something really considered and really strategic and I think the way that you can do this is you can use the questions to really get a good understanding of the business, the problems it's trying to solve and get clear on whether or not there's going to be that sort of stretching opportunity for you because every single opportunity needs to give some stretch so that you're constantly learning. And so, you know, I think that's a really good um a really good important way in which you can use questions to help you decide if the company's right for you. I think also If you know that you're going to be a good cultural fit, you're more likely to settle in more quickly. Because I don't know about you, but, you know, I've come across people definitely in my coaching uh, business who've come to me and said, look, I have interviewed, the interview went well, but then within, you know, literally a week, two weeks, three weeks, I realized it was the wrong fit for me, it was the wrong opportunity, the wrong role. And you know, what do you do then? Should I be honest? Should I just sort of say, you know, this is the wrong opportunity for me. So you want to use the interview and the questions that you're asking in your interview to minimize that risk, minimize that uh, possibility that you might end up in a place that's culturally just not the right fit for you. And I also think that when we ask questions, we are demonstrating an awful lot about ourselves and our own ability to lead, our own ability to think strategically about our career. You're kind of demonstrating skills to the interviewer, such as you know, critical thinking. Um, You're sort of showing that you're not just going for any old role, any old opportunity. You're also sort of being very selective. You're not just leaping into kind of anything that goes your way. You're being very kind of critical and analytical in how you're choosing these roles. This sort of demonstrates your responsibility, right? It kind of demonstrates that you are a responsible candidate, somebody who can weigh up the risk, somebody who is making considered decisions. And I think when we're sort of showing those sort of skills in our interviews, it puts in the back of their mind subconsciously that this candidate actually is a sensible candidate. This candidate can think things through. This candidate can make good decisions for him or herself. So I think asking those questions will not only set you apart from your competition But they will also serve to deliver kind of that perspective, that personal branding perception that you are a great candidate for the role. So hopefully, I have convinced you enough that having a handful of smart questions right up your sleeve is exactly what you need, because it is. (laughs) And without further ado, I want to start sharing those questions with you. Now, of course, if you have any thoughts on this yourself, then we'd love to speak with you. You can actually connect with us through our Facebook group. Uh, We have a fantastic Facebook group. It's a free community and you can come in there and share your thoughts, share your advice, share your questions to myself, but also to the other fantastic women who are part of that community. You can find us in Facebook. It's a Career Success for Ambitious Women. And I will put a link into the show notes so that you can find us. But if you search that into the, the toggle at the top of Facebook groups, you'll find us. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Also, if you want to get your hands on the seven habits of female execs who get promoted, it's a fantastic downloadable tool that we have. All you need to do is head to Rebecca's rebeccasfreegift.com. That's Rebecca's rebeccasfreegift.com. And you'll get access to that fantastic resource. It's crammed with useful, valuable information on how to get promoted. And it's basically tracking successful strategies that so many women before you have employed themselves to get promoted. And I thought, let's just put them all into one space, into one resource, so that everybody can benefit from the wisdom. So get your copy, rebeccasfreegift.com. And again, I'll put that in the show notes if you want to just do a click on that link. Right, ladies, let's get into this. I hope you've got a pad of paper because you're gonna need it. We're gonna do a bit of a brainstorm about each of these questions, because I think it's useful, and you can start thinking about how you might apply each of these questions. So to the first question then of the uh, nine questions I want to share with you today, these nine smart questions, is this one. What kind of personalities do well in this team? So what kind of personalities do well in this team is one of the questions you can ask. Now, the thing that I love about this question is it does two things. It gives you an insight as to what the kind of culture is like in the organization. You'll be able to find out what kind of personalities fit and which personalities really don't gel with this team. They might be able to share, you know, there's some, some of the people who've recently left What were the reasons why those people left? What was it to do with their personality? Was it to do with their characteristics? And the thing that's interesting, I think, about this, you can be really smart, is you can listen to what the interviewer actually has to say back and all those positive character traits that they talk about. And then you can kind of wheedle them into your conversation, implying that you have those skills and traits later on in the conversation. So you can kind of do a double whammy. You can find out about the cultural fit of the organization, but you can also sort of say back those traits that, you know, obviously they have to be relevant to you. Of course, you can't just kind of pretend that you've got those traits if you don't have them. But if you do genuinely have those character traits that they say are a good fit, you can mention that you have those traits later on in the conversation. I think that's a pretty smart way of demonstrating some of your skills and how you'd be a great fit. A second question that I really, really love is this one. What skills does this team need right now? What skills does this team need right now that implies that the skills in the team are lacking somehow there's a gap maybe that gap could be filled by you and I think instantly you're looking at how you can help the company which I think is really really interesting right do you have the right skills what skills could you develop to plug those skills gaps what is that team in need of right now and it might be a really desperate thing they really might desperately need some skills to be filled in the team for it to function more effectively So that's a great question. I hope you're writing these down. I hope you're thinking about how you can use them. Obviously, how I'm talking about them is just one or two ways, giving you some examples, but you might come up with some other ways in which they would work more effectively for you. So always be adapting the strategies, always be thinking about how you can apply them for you. So number three then of my smart questions is how long has the company been looking to hire for this role? Now, This is really interesting. I like this question a lot because it implies that you're interested to know if they've been struggling to fill the role or, you know, maybe they can't find the right candidate. And that will give you a really interesting insight into their processes and what their filtering process is to find the right candidate. And the truth is there's no perfect candidate for any role, correct? So... It's about just really understanding you know how long they've been on this path how long have they been looking for this candidate um, and you know what kind of pain are they in at the moment that's what you want to be kind of trying to understand a little bit more about you know are they are they desperate to fill the role because obviously that that can be valuable if you if you are the right candidate then you can also potentially negotiate harder for the salary that you ask for if there's kind of lots of um, demand and very little supply so. Question number four, then, is what would the candidate need to demonstrate to be successful in this role? I love this, again, because it's such a gem. Honestly, this question is such a gem. It really shows that you're thinking about how you can benefit them rather than what you're going to take out of the organization. And they love that, right? So you want to be demonstrating that you're really results-orientated. You're already thinking about how you would be expected to perform and deliver results. For the company so this is invariably going to put a smile on their face they're going to be thinking hey this person's really thinking about how they're going to be able to make an impact on the organization and it will kind of just put a tick in their kind of mind subconsciously that you're a good candidate so what would the candidate need to demonstrate to be successful in this role you know what would their kpis be what actual outcomes would they need to be hitting what behaviors do they need to be demonstrating these are the kinds of questions that you are asking in that one Question number five of my smart questions list for your next interview is this one. Um, How do the organization's values translate into the daily experience of working here. Now I don't know about you but certainly when I worked in corporate it was always very challenging. I always thought you'd hit, you'd kind of have these presentations sometimes or not at all um, where your organization where your sort of sea level would present okay this is the direction of the organization this is our mission these are our values and everyone would say that's brilliant. And now what? You know, it's like, how is that going to be implemented? And the truth is, any values, whether they're organizational values or whether they're individuals' values, there needs to be a behavior attached to the value for the value to have any meaning whatsoever. So, you know, the value by itself is not enough. There needs to be a, you know, we value integrity because we behave in this particular way. We reply to clients on time. We do what we say we will. There has to be a sort of set of behaviors that people can follow that makes it consistent, that value is followed consistently within the organization so that everybody knows what the value means and how it needs to translate in real terms, i.e. behavior. So I don't know about you, like what I have said is like, you know, some companies I've worked for, the values absolutely do permeate the culture of the organization. And in others, there's this kind of big presentation about these values, but then nothing actually ever really transpires as a result of that presentation. You know, people just go off on their merry way and it's all inconsistent and nobody really understands what the values mean in terms of the behavioral output of that value. So I'd love you to ask in your next interview, how do the organization's values actually translate into the daily experience of working here or something along those lines? It doesn't have to be that word for word. It's about really understanding what behaviours people are expected to deliver on. Are there clear behaviours outlined? You know, is there consistency? And of course, you can find out the values themselves. Normally, websites have them listed, you know, in the kind of organisation page or company or about us. There'll be some uh, mention of the organisational values. Sometimes they're really bland and they don't really mean anything at all. And sometimes those values are really about what shareholders actually want to hear rather than them actually meaning anything. But they have to have value. They have to have meaning. So how is the vision? How are the values meaningful in real terms? And how are you expected to bring those uh, values forward in your day to day dealings at work? You know, are there behaviors that you're expected to deliver on? It's a really great question. It kind of really sets you apart as somebody who's thinking more deeply, you're thinking kind of quite cautiously about whether or not this is an organization you want to work with, etc. So that's a great one to ask. Right, we're already on question six. Question six of my smart questions is, how would you describe the style of leadership that's most respected within the organization? Oh, this is a bit prickly sometimes. But this is a really interesting one, I think, because there's no one form of leadership. There are so many different ways in which people can lead. And, you know, some organizations put a particular onus on certain styles of leadership. And I think it's really useful to understand, you know, what's the C-suite sort of style of leadership like? Does that transpire throughout, you know, the senior leadership team beneath it? And you know, like I say, it's important to understand: Is it the leadership uh, style? Is it inclusive? For example, are people encouraged to share their ideas, to explore their ideas, to be uh, responsible for their own outcomes? For example, um, is ownership thinking really, really applauded? Do people really kind of genuinely welcome innovative ownership kind of style thinking, or not? You know, these are really, really important questions. So I think the questions that you ask here are really particular to you and in terms of what you need so have a think about what you want to know about the leadership team you know have you had experience in the past where leadership has been poor for example you want to really kind of understand whether or not the leadership team um, within and style within your this potential new organization is going to fit what you value and what you respect and how you do your best work right question seven then What is the company's policy on furthering employees' professional development? It's so important that we work for companies that want us to learn, that want us to develop, that want us to expand our skills. So, you know, you want to find out whether or not professional education will be paid for within the organization. Sensible to ask what that investment's going to be into your ongoing education, because quite frankly, you know, that education is something you're going to take with you everywhere you go. It's going to help you build your career from today and onwards forever. So it's going to be very much worth doing. Right, my penultimate question that I want to share with you today is what do you, i.e. the interviewer, if that interviewer is from the organization, so not a recruiter, for example, but what do you enjoy most about working here? So by asking this, you're obviously going to get a really good sense, again, about the culture. You're going to be um, understanding whether or not, you know, multiple backgrounds, multiple experiences Valued, you're going to find out about the team culture here. You're going to find out about the perks potentially. You're going to find out about how people are encouraged to behave. You're going to find out about the energy and the encouragement and the engagement within the organization. You're going to find out about the work from home policies, you know, that people are motivated or not motivated. Um, You're going to find out about the social aspect of the organization by asking questions like that. So, you know, what do you actually enjoy most about working here? There could be all sorts of things that could come up in that question from that question. And I think it's a really, really smart one to ask. And the last thing I just wanted to mention is there might be something that's happened or is about to happen that, um, you know, could be a really kind of timely question to ask. So say, for example, the company is about to go through a merger, or it's just gone through a merger, or maybe it's acquired a new business, something like that. Maybe there's been a change of leadership. Maybe you've just had a new CEO introduced, for example. It's very, very important that you ask questions about change, change that's happened recently, or change that's about to happen. And of course, If change is just about to happen, it's unlikely they would be hiring anyway because they kind of normally wait for the change to happen before they then go and do the hiring. But it, it can happen. Of course it can. So ask the question, you know, if the, the company's going through some big change, has the company gone through any big change recently? You might have read about it in the press. Um, and you could then speak knowledgeably about, you know, you know that a certain change has happened. Um, but ask those questions. See what the positives have been. Ask what the impact has been. Have people been impacted negatively, for example? It's really useful to know. So listen, I hope you've really enjoyed my nine smart interview questions to give you that competitive edge. I think it's really, really important that you put a lot of time and thought into these sorts of questions that you ask. And you don't just have one or two that become, like I say, the afterthought at the end of the interview. They really need to be integrated into the conversation. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you start asking questions. Definitely let them lead with their questions, but maybe halfway through you could ask a question. Definitely have a few lined up for the end of your interview and be thinking all the time about how this is going to benefit you as well as how you're going to be able to make an impact on the business. I think it's got to be that two-way thought process that you go through and that you demonstrate that you're thinking about because that is where you're going to win extra brownie points for sure. So thank you so much for joining me today. Like I say, if you want to get your hands on our seven habits of female execs who get promoted, if you want to get promoted and you want to learn those simple habits, those simple new steps that you can take to get promoted, just jump onto rebeccasfreegift.com and you will get access immediately. And good luck in your interview. I'm really, really, I'm excited when people get opportunities to interview for roles they really, really want. And it's really worth the time and the investment of energy to get each interview totally tailored to the role that you're applying for. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure as always. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you next week for our um It'll be our 20th episode. It will. It'll be our 20th episode next week. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you then.